0: To the Foundations Church podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ.
1: So, we are in a series called Resolutions to Reality. This is our last week. If you've missed any of these messages, I would encourage you go back and watch them online especially the first week of this of this series it was so good and and when I say resolution to reality what we're talking about is how do you get your resolutions to become your life right And, and we use a much bigger more important term than just resolutions as followers of Christ we're talking about how do you get God's calling and his purpose to become a reality in your life and today I want to talk to you about fishing in the game of perfection fishing in the game of perfection and for all of you note takers I want you to get your notes out uh, be ready we've got seven points today um, so usually I have three so it's gonna be like BAM 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 um, and today I want to talk to you about having a spirit of offense being an offended person that's also code for you're way too sensitive right and so here's what I want, I want us to do. I want us to all stand up across this place. Everybody stand. If you're watching at home online, I want you to stand in your living room. I want everybody to put the right hand up and repeat after me. I will not, I will not. Get, offended get offended on a message about offense. All right, you guys can be seated now. You think I'm teasing? Yeah. Last time I preached a message, some of you were here, tables over fences. We had several people leave. And I'm like, you literally are leaving over what I'm preaching on, right? And, and, and here's, the, here's, here's the simple reality. Today's is not an easy message. It's going to hurt some of your feelings. One of these points hurts my feelings, right? Most of the message I preach hurt my own feelings. So, um, but, but some of us, were too sensitive. Can we just say that? We're, just, we're in a culture now where everything offends everyone. And if we're not there now, just give it a few more years until we get into an election cycle. (laughs) And somebody's voting Democrat, and somebody's voting Republican, and we hate you, and you hate us, and you can't say this without being anti-Republican, and you can't say this without being anti-Democrat. and It's it's just all these things. And, and, And it's not just the world we live in that is constantly being offended, constantly we're in a cancel culture, right? Because everything offends someone. Can I tell you, the church isn't that much better. We have churches that split over worship styles. Think of that. Churches are splitting on worship. Are you serious? Churches are splitting because words are on the screen instead of a hymnal. Because... This church dresses nice and this church doesn't dress nice enough. So I'm not going there because this church is loud and this church is too quiet. And and our churches have become, we've become people who are very sensitive and easily, easily offended. I came across something the other day that was great. It's called 13 Reasons Why I as a Pastor Have Decided to Stop Attending Sport Events. And here's what it says. Number one, the coach never came to visit me. Number two, every time I went, they asked for money. Number three, the people sitting in my row didn't seem very friendly. Number four, the seats were really hard. Number five, I love this one, the referees made a decision I didn't agree with. Number six, I was sitting with hypocrites. They only came to see what others were wearing. Number seven, some games went into overtime and I was late getting home. Some of these are getting a little too close I know. Number eight the band played some songs I had never heard before or didn't like. Number nine the games are scheduled on my only day to sleep in and run errands. Number ten my parents took me to too many games when I was growing up. This is my favorite since I read a book on sports I feel I know more than the coaches anyways. Number twelve, I don't wanna take my children because I want them to choose for themselves what sports they like best. And number thirteen, it was too loud. A- a- and here's the deal this is a, a really made in and fun, but the reality is, church, we gotta get better at this. We gotta get better at not being so easily offended. And not getting our feelers hurt, right? Not being so sensitive. And so for some of us that are sensitive, this is going to be a message that you're like, ooh, why are you being so mean? For some of us that are so easily offended, this is going to be a great message, but it's going to be a hard message. So I want to give you five things that offense does to you and two cures to it. Five things offense does to you and two cures for it. And the first thing is this. Offense gets you more focused on your feelings instead of your calling. Offense gets you more focused on your feelings than your calling. When we are overly sensitive, we become overly offended. And when we become overly offended, we become overly distracted. Can I tell you, some of you, you are following your feelings over your calling. And your feelings have distracted you, your feelings have gotten you off course, and when you and I start following our feelings instead of our purpose and our calling, here's what I can tell you. Your life is coming to a place where there's disorder, there's dysfunction, and so are your relationships. Because when we start following, feelings have no consistency to them, do they? And and you're going to hear me say this a bunch. Feelings are great companions, but they make horrible leaders to your life. They—they they make You've got to have feelings. Don't be a robot going through life. And feelings are great companions, but they make horrible leaders. And here's why. Because feelings lie. Feelings lie. And are you following the purpose and calling God has on your life? Or have you gotten offended and you're starting to follow this way because they hurt your feelings, so I'm not doing that anymore here's what the Bible says I love this verse Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 through 27 guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life the Bible saying this guard your feelings because as your feelings go so goes your life and if you're gonna be wise about it then guard it guard your heart guard your feelings above everything else for it determines the course of your life avoid all perverse talk Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path and don't get sidetracked. Can I tell you your feelings sidetrack you all the time? They sidetrack you all the don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Second point is this: pride props up offense. Pride props up offense. This past week, if you've been by the church, you saw that we have a brand new fence around the church perimeter, right? Um, Because the old fence looks something like this. Um, We've got a picture, right? So you think I'm exaggerating. Nate, it looks pretty similar to this. I don't know where Nate Gormley is. I, I think he's here. But man, it looks something similar like this. And some of you, your fences at home look like this. Can I tell you, this is not a solution to your problem, when April comes and May comes, your fence is gone, right? You understand that to, to, to actually address this problem, you got to get it down to the core part because this is just propping up dysfunction. Pride props up your dysfunction of offense. Pride doesn't allow you to get to the source of what really is going on And pride just keeps that propped up to where you're never getting to the source of what really is going on, that you are an easily offended person, because pride does this. Pride always says it's because of them. It's because they said this, because they hurt me, because they did that, and they were mean, and they were malicious, and here's what pride does for you and for me. It always makes you the victim and then the instigator, it does, and pride won't let you see it any other way. And if you and I are going to get offense out of our life, you're always going to have offense propped up as long as pride's propping it up in your life. You're never getting to the source problem because if you are constantly having falling out problems with other people, with other relationships, with family members, with with friends and it seems like you can never keep close relationships and close friends or find a church can I tell you there's a common problem in the factor that you're dealing with and it's not all the other people it's you. here's what the Bible says Proverbs nineteen eleven. good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger and it is his, it is his honor and glory to overlook a transgression or an offense and I love this without seeking revenge and harboring resentment that is so good and pride pride won't let you look over, overlook an offense right pride constantly looks at seeking revenge and it harbors resentment well they treated me this way they said that they did that and it always assumes the worst right but humility it takes humility to be a peacemaker, and to allow offense not to set in. The third thing is this. Offense is a ticking time bomb. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Offense is, man, if you're an easily offended person, it is a ticking time bomb in your life and your relationships. It's not a matter of if you're going to get offended or if your feelings are going to get hurt. It's just a matter of when, when I grew up, when I was growing up, we had this game at La Petite. I should have called this sermon La Petite. Um, this is like La Petite Sunday, right? Um, and I hate this game with a passion. Like, I look at this game and I start stressing out because what this game is, it's got all these different shapes for all you math nerds, right? And, and it gives you a timer that you've got to get all these shapes in before 60 seconds. And you, you twist the dial and it starts going. And you're trying to figure out the difference between an oval and a circle and which one's the cross and which one's the X, right? Because they're pretty close and you're like, no, no. And everybody's looking and when it goes off, if you didn't get all the pieces just perfect, it blows up in your face. Bam! Right? And then all the other kids are like, you're dumb, you're stupid, dummy. You don't even know what a shape is. You don't even know what a circle or a box is. Like, right? And you feel like a failure. And all the pieces have gone. It didn't just stay like to where you could see the pieces. This thing busts them out where they're all over the floor, the table, and you feel like a complete loser. Thanks, perfection, right? Like, here's the deal. Can I tell you, when you become an overly sensitive person, it's just like this. And everybody has to do everything right and treat you right and say it in the right tone and look at you right and and, and they can't laugh before you walk into the room or laugh after you've walked into the room because now you're laughing at me. And it doesn't just affect you when 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 it goes off and when you become offended it does it's not just the offense is affecting you it affects all your relationships it affects your friendships it affects your workplace environment it affects your family it affects your marriage it affects your kids and you want to say it's everyone else but anytime somebody says something bad boom anybody says somebody teases with you boom it looks at you weird boom I'd be talking, you know, to Casey, and we're like looking at Jeff Wagner like this, right? And I probably am talking about Jeff Wagner. But, like, if, if Jeff's not, not right, he could be like, well, they're, they're talking about me. They're saying something bad about me. Boom, right? Like, a, you, you walk into a room. Boom. And it's that all of a sudden, this spirit of offense... Has blown up all over the place on all the relationships. And here's what I will tell you if you are consistently offended, you have inconsistent relationships. Because consistent offense leads to inconsistent relationships. Because here's what happens then people start trying to treat you better, and people start trying to treat you different because they're easily angered, they're easily offended, they're sensitive. So they don't teach, well, you don't treat me like everybody. You see the vicious cycle of this? You you don't laugh with me. You don't tease with me like you do them. Well, no, they can't because every time they do, you get your dumb feelings hurt, right? Like, stop it. Some of you are like, you just said my feelings are dumb. I did. (laughs) Come next week, I'll really offend you just from the title of my message. So, fourth thing. This is the one i got to work on. Don't get offended about what you won't communicate about. Don't get confused offended about what you won't communicate about I'll say this to all our married people and this is not a marriage series but I sure could use this point don't gripe about what you won't talk about don't gripe about your spouse if you're not communicating to it about your spouse and here's what I have found out when we get offended actions shortly follow when, when we get our feelings hurt when we get offended actions shortly follow and what I mean by that is it's actions follow but it's usually not the right actions we've become really great at talking about who offended us talking about what offended us but really bad about talking to who offended us because it's a lot easier to talk about and what than it is to but here's what the Bible says, right? Proverbs 10, verse 12 through 13. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. What makes up for all offenses? Love. But love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. I wish that was true. Anyways, James 1:19. <laughs> A lot of people that need to be beat, right? Um. So, James 1.19, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Can we leave this verse up there just for a second? Here's what we do when we get offended. We do this verse backwards. We get angry, mad quickly. We get mad. We get angry quickly. We talk and say hurtful things often. And we're really slow to not listen to our feelings, but to listen to the facts. To get understanding, to get wisdom, to get context about what happened, what went on, so that you and I don't get angry fast, and we don't get mad fast, because it's easier for us to talk about the situation. It's easier for you to get an audience and attention when you talk about how you've been mistreated and who mistreated you, because people love gossip not so much the truth and it takes no courage to talk about people and talk about situations but it takes courage to talk about offense to talk about your feelings being hurt and here's what i would tell you if it's not worth talking about to them it's not worth being offended about if it's not worth talking to them about it then it's not worth being offended about it and if you're not gonna talk about it to them then don't get offended about it right that's what that is a much better way for you and I to live next point offense assumes the worst instead of believing the best offense assumes the worst instead of believing the best John Bavere said this an offended heart is a breeding ground of deception offense creates its own narrative like it makes stuff up that's not even happening you make stuff up and because somebody offended you once you're just looking for it right again you're saying stuff about the next family gathering family gatherings are fun aren't they depends on the family you don't get to pick your family you get to pick your friends right you stuck with your family and man you go you go in and if somebody's been offended already they're, they're looking, and they've already created a narrative. We'll just wait till they say it. Just wait till they, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. Once again, we go back. People are laughing. Oh, they're laughing about me. They look your direction, and they're just they're just choking on some turkey. And you're like, why are you looking at me so weird, jerk? Right? Like, right? Right? Oh, now you're calling me a fat cow? Right? Like, I mean, there's just all these. I make you throw up when you look at me. Is that what you're saying? I'm like, we create this narrative that there's no fact why because we go back to the very first thing feelings lie and let me say this when I'm busy loving people it's really hard for me to be busy getting offended by people right and I heard somebody say this so good not gonna give them credit (laughs) I've never seen a dead person be an offended person and you and I are called to pick up our cross to deny ourselves and follow him that we're dead men walking and dead people are really hard to be offended people so how do you and I come to a place where we're not offended first Corinthians chapter 3 13 verse 4 through 6 out of the passion translation I really love how this reads especially since so many of us are so familiar with this context of scripture and this passage and it reads in a fresh amazing accurate way it says this love is large and incredibly patient Let that sink in for just a little bit. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others love never takes failure as a defeat for it never gives up offense assumes the worst but love gives the benefit of the doubt offense assumes the worst but love keeps looking for the best. So how do you and I not have a spirit of offense? The first thing I would tell you is this, is that don't take the bait. Don't take the bait of offense. The word offense comes from a Greek word called "scandalon," which means trap, bait, or snare. Trap, bait, or snare. That's what, that's what the word offense originates and means. And some of you, you keep taking the bait and you keep falling in the trap of offense because this is an unpopular opinion, but it's true, right? Because my job is not to preach what's popular, but it's true. You being offended is a choice you are making to be offended. You're taking the bait of offense. Satan is baiting you to just bite. I asked a fisherman, uh, Mike Howard, he goes to our church. He probably wouldn't call himself a great fisherman, but he's a really good fisherman. I said, Mike, I don't know a bunch about fishing. I like catching, not fishing, right? Like, if they're not, if they're not biting, I'm out, right? Like, uh, just like, I, I like catching, not fishing. And I know enough to get myself in trouble, but not, not, I don't know enough to be any good. So I was like, Mike, talk to me about fishing. Here's where I'm going. He's like, okay, okay. So he, Here's what he gave me. He goes, when you go fishing, you use different bait to catch different fish. But you also use different bait for different conditions, you tailor your bait on the conditions, right? The temperature outside, the temperature of the water, the water clarity, the time of year, but also on the species. Hungry fish will bite on anything, right? He said it this way. Hungry fish will eat a poop on a hook, right? We'll eat poop on a hook. I'm like, that's, that's him, not me. Some of you love fish. Enjoy. Um, so, sometimes they'll take the bait no matter what. Other times you have to elicit a strike, you have to tempt them and irritate them to where they finally strike and take the bait. And, and, and listen to me—it's <laughs> so good. Satan's really good at getting you to bite, because he knows if he can get you to bite to offense, you've opted out of your pu- your purpose and your calling. You've stepped out for a season, and some of you, you are missing your season of significance because you're busy being offended instead of significant. And man, if he can just get you to bite, he's, he's got you. And he knows exactly what's gonna lure you in. Some of you are just looking to be offended, right? you like, say it, say it, say it to my face, right? Like, say it, say it behind my back. Just say it. And you are looking to be offended. Satan knows that, so that's why he keeps baiting you. And that's why you stay in a consistent state of being offended and a consistent state of being sensitive. Because can I tell you, as followers of Christ, we're really called to almost be unoffendable. We got, church, we got to stop being offended by the lost world when the act lost like what do you expect sinners to act like what do you expect lost people to act like they're lost they're acting like they're lost that's what they're That's what they're do that's why Jesus came so that there's a better way for them to live their life and some of you you're getting offended over people who aren't even bought into the same God that you're serving stop getting offended by everything stop getting worked up about everything stop striking a target over every little thing stop it Stop getting mad at Starbucks for not having a Christmassy enough cup. They're not a Christian company, right? It's not like Hobby Lobby. Come on. <laughs> I don't like Hobby Lobby. I'm just like, oh, this. Hobby Lobby is a straight man's hell. Can I just say that? I'm just, anyways. <laughs> That's preaching right there. Oh, you want to go to Hobby Lobby? Just take my arm, Casey. Just take my arm. I'm being honest. <laughs> Some of you just got offended. You don't know the Green family. They're doing a great thing. It's not even about the Green family. Stop it, right? <laughs> We're called to be unoffendable. When you're in a tough season, Satan knows it. So he's going to just keep irritating you till you strike. When you're in a good season, he knows he's really going to have to try. And conditions are great. He knows he's gonna have to try to really get you to bite. But oh, he's gonna keep trying. Because if he can just get you distracted, he can keep you from your promise, from your purpose, and your calling. Let's go back to our text. First Corinthians chapter 13. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Then just say, church people. Incredibly kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love doesn't brag about one's achievements nor inflates its own importance. Love doesn't traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. It doesn't bite. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Here's the last thing I would tell you. We made it. Number seven, what's secure cure to it? Don't, don't take the bait. Last thing is this, get a tender heart and a tough hide. Get a tender heart and a tough hide. That means this, have a soft spirit and thick skin. Some of you, we're, we're just so thin skin, we bump into something and we bleed. Right? Somebody bumps into us. Oh, you hurt me. You killed me. I'm bleeding over here. Man, get thicker skin. Right? I I will tell you, the more it is, it is really hard for me to be offended by somebody when I'm busy loving somebody. Man, it's really hard for them to, I'm not saying I can't be offended, but I am really a lot harder to offend when I'm busy loving like Jesus called me to love. And that's the goal, right? Many of us remember the WWJD bracelets, what would Jesus do? And we talk about, you know, well, you know, I'm called to love like Jesus and be like Jesus. When Jesus was on the earth, catch this, they called him a drunk. They called him a glutton. They called him a partier. They called him Satan. The Antichrist. They called him crazy. You're not the Messiah? His own hometown he couldn't do anything. No miracles. Right go back and read it because they didn't believe. They saw, hey, you have lost your mind. And his brothers came to try to calm him down. Do you guys remember this in the scriptures? And they were like, and he's like, Man, this is I, I'm doing what I am called to do. You call me crazy. But Jesus didn't get offended by all the religious people, he didn't like them that much. But he didn't go, Well, my feelings are hurt. God, they hurt my feelings. I'm done. He didn't just decide to go back up to heaven and be like, okay, flood the earth again, because these guys are just me, right? Just go for it. Woah. They hurt my feelings. I'm I'm offended. I'm offended. No. Even on the cross. They're mocking him. If you're really the Messiah, come down off the cross. From the beginning to the end, offense was there waiting. And yet, what did he do? He kept loving people. He kept loving difficult people. Because that Helped Tim fulfill the purpose and calling of why he came. And hear me, this sermon, I've hated this, this whole series. I've talked about patience, I needed patience. I've talked about self-control, I've needed self-control this month. Now I'm talking about being unoffendable, and I'm going to have to work on that now. All right? I, don't, I don't want this stuff. I, I, don't li- I don't like having to work on this, but you and I aren't called to live according to our emotions but called to live according to the way jesus and god has called us to live and that is be busy loving people instead of being busy being offended by people because that's how you fulfill your calling that's how your resolutions become a reality that's how your calling and your purpose becomes a reality and that is a way better way more significant way for you and i to live let's pray today lord we love you I thank you. I I thank you for your patience with us. God, you are patient with us because, Lord, there's a lot of us. We got a lot of work to do in this area. And, Lord, I pray right now as we start for all of us at home, for all of us here, that you would bring down the pride in our life. That, That we would not let pride blind us, that this isn't our issue, but it's everybody else's issue. But, Lord, we would just be really humble and honest so that we can get to the source of the problem of why we keep getting sidetracked from our calling and our purpose. Because Lord, there's a lot of us that we have, you've called us to do such great things in the world that we are living in right now, but we're not doing it because we're constantly offended. And we're getting sidetracked by offense because we keep taking the bait. Lord, I pray, help us with patience. Help us with self-control, that we won't take the, we won't bite on the bait. Satan knows how to lure us in. He knows how to get us to take the bait. But I pray, instead of taking the bait, that we would have a tender heart and a tough hide. Man, that we would understand that really, that to a great degree, the level of our spiritual maturity is how we treat and how we love those who offend us. How we love difficult people, because it's easy to love easy people. How we doing and not being an offended person? How are our relationships, those that we are closest to? Do we give them the benefit of the doubt or are we assuming the worst? Are we looking for the best or assuming the worst? God, I pray that we would not just assume, give the benefit of the doubt and look for the best in our friends and and, and people that we hardly know, but that we would look for the best in the people that we are the closest to with our spouses, with our kids, with our parents. Because Lord, sometimes when you have a history with people, there's an automatic spirit of offense that you're just looking for the worst in those people. So God, I pray today for those that are struggling with the spirit of offense, that Lord, there would be forgiveness that is extended. And that, Lord, there would be restoration to relationships today. And that we would choose to love like you've called us to love. And that we'd look for the best. And we would have a tender heart and a tough hide. And that we would live out our life, stepping into the calling that you have on our life. It's in Jesus' name I pray, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here today, and I don't... I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior we want to give you a chance to change that I tell you everything's gonna be dysfunctional in your life until this gets right some of you you're watching at home maybe maybe it's too hard for you to come to church because you just feel shame you feel bad because you know something isn't right first John 1 9 says this if we confess our sins God is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness all our sin all the things that we've done wrong all we have to do is ask and today if you're here and you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior or maybe you're here today and you need to recommit your life i'm going to count to three and all i'm going to ask you to do whether you're here watching at home online is raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life one two three is there anyone here today you say justin that's me yeah yeah you say, Justin, that's me. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, there's three, there's four hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. And I joined these four, I got gotcha. you. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted today. You say, Justin, that's me today. And there's just a change that needs to happen in my life because I realize where I'm at isn't where I should be. Is there anyone else before we go any further in this service today? You just say, That's me today. And there's a change that needs to happen in my life because where I'm at, I can play games like it's not where I'm at, but it's just like that fence that's being held by post. I'm not getting to the source of the issue. And you say, Justin, today's my day to get to the root and the source of the problem. If that's you, would you join these five hands that are raised before we go any further in service today? Is there anyone else before we go any further? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today, and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. We hope
0: that you enjoyed this message.